What's up, you crazy bastards? Welcome to another episode of E-Crime Bites. And this is where I research the court documentation and roast the criminals so you don't have to. You're jumping in on act number two. Yesterday, I brought you act number one of this case, which is cyberstalked by eBay. Yes, eBay. And I brought you all a bunch of background, the players. I gave you pictures. There was weaponized porn. There was a whole bunch of stuff that happened yesterday. I really recommend that you go back and watch it. If you're on YouTube, I always put a link up here so you can go back and click and watch things in order. If you're plowing on and you don't want to go back and watch it, I feel sorry for you, but I'll let me give you just a quick, quick, quick tour so you can kind of give an idea. There's this individual named James Baugh and he works in eBay. And because executives ranging from the CEO to the communications chief are upset about this newsletter posting critical things about them. This individual, James Baugh, works in security and he starts sort of on his own, but he thinks with eBay's approval, a harassment campaign against this newsletter to get them to stop. Now, tangentially, there are these parody accounts that are amplifying these newsletters and eBay is not happy with these parody accounts either over at Twitter. So they're doing an investigation kind of on both, but they think they're related, but they're not sure. They could be the same person, but not sure. So that's kind of where I last left you with the executive saying, hey, she just posted another thing that was critical of eBay. We need to figure this out. We need to get her to stop. And Baugh saying, no problem, I'm on it. Baugh has a whole crew under him and it's a bunch of names like Gilbert and Harville and Pop and Zay. And they decide they're going to do our online harassment campaign of just harassing them through like Twitter accounts and pretending that they're eBay sellers to get them to stop in their mind, posting up stuff that they think is negative to eBay. They want to pretend to be sellers. So that way that newsletters will go, Oh, these are our readers that are pissed at us and stop. I know that's their logic. It's go with me on it. So they do that. But they also do some physical deliveries at the house. And this thing, there are things like um, grief books and um, sympathy wreaths for grieving and a weaponized porn of barely legal blocking video on DVD. And if you missed last act on this episode, I was saying I'm so surprised that there is porn on DVD in 2019. I didn't even know that was physically done anymore. Like people watch porn on DVD in 2019. Enough that they send it through the mail, apparently. And now you are caught up here because now we're on surveillance day. This is the day where they decide to physically surveil the couple because they figure by physically surveilling them at their house and in their community, they could find something to tie this newsletter couple to these parody accounts for whatever reason to appease the Google, not Google, the eBay executives inside. So now they're on surveillance day. Now you're all caught up for not watching act one. We are now on surveillance day, which is August 15th of 2019. And this day, Ba and Zay, they fly to Boston, which is just out. This Natick is just outside Boston. Harville also flew, but he flew separately on the same day. So once in Boston, Zay, she rented a black Dodge Caravan. Harville, he rented a blue Subaru Forester. Both of them rented it from Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So 
they all went over, Bah, Harville, and Zay. They checked into the Boston Ritz-Carlton Hotel, and I thought, Ritz-Carlton? Fuck, man. I bet you they probably flew business class, too. And approximately 8.30 p.m. at night, they saw, meaning the investigators later on saw, that Stockwell, Stephanie Stockwell, sent a WhatsApp communication to Harville providing the make, model, and license plate of the victim newsletter people. It's a Toyota RAV4 that they drove. So it's kind of like remotely, she's like, hey, here's all the information you need to know about their car in order to follow them or plan a GPS on it. So at 11 p.m. on August 15th of 2019, Ba, Harville, and Zay, <laughs> they drove the Dodge Caravan to Natick where this the victim couple lives and they approach the victim's home on foot at night because it's almost midnight at this point. And they intended to install this GPS on that victim's car. And then you can imagine as they're doing this, Zay and Pop, they joined the surveillance via conference call. You know, and, and Pop, I believe, what, what was it? I think Pop was actually in San Jose, California. So it's kind of like you see on TV where special operatives go in and they're trying to find like Osama bin Laden and there's people in like this command center and they have, you know, they're talking they're like, okay, turn to your left, turn to your left. Oh, be right there, right there. Shoot them, shoot them. That's what I imagine that these fuckers are doing, except it's a commercial company and they're putting a GPS tracker on this poor newsletter victim couple's car. <sighs> Crazy, right? So all this, we know this because later on police and FBI, they have the evidence showing that, um, their iPhones, they actually went and visited, you know, they searched and found the websites for Natick Police Fire Live Audio Feed. So what they were doing is the people remotely were listening to the fire and police feed and listening for any calls that were to come in from the victim couple. So they could warn the people that were there on foot to get the fuck out of there if cops were coming. They thought this shit out, didn't they? So when they got there, the car wasn't even parked out front. It was parked in the garage, so they couldn't plan it. So they had they had to leave. They went back to the hotel. Ba, Harville, and Zay, they ordered room service. I imagine they're drinking at this point. They're eating. I mean, they're Ritz-Carlton. They're probably eating really well, and they're drinking. Now they're talking about breaking into the victim's garage, and they said they need to use tape and a paint scraper or a putty knife, and I'm not familiar with how this works, but they were very specific. They needed tape and a putty knife in order to get in there to install this GPS tracker. So not only now are they talking about before just putting the tracker while the car is outside. Now they're talking about breaking into their home to put a tracker on their car. So another step in the invasion of privacy here, they did the investigators later found out that they, they found receipts that Harville actually purchased a slotted screwdriver, a painter's tool, like, you know, a paint scraper or a putty knife, and a two-ended cat spa pry bar. So probably some kind of like crowbar, I imagine, to get into the garage. And the last thing, and this is what any good criminal needs to buy in their kit, rubber gloves, because you don't want to leave fingerprints. So that was all on the 15th. Now we're on surveillance day two, which is August 16th of 2019. Trust me, there's we're not even close to the end of this thing yet. So on the afternoon of Friday, on August 16th, Harville, Baugh, and Zay, they return to Natick to, to continue the surveillance on the couple. 
Harville drove separately in the Subaru Forester on this trip. So, so that same afternoon, one or just let's say the couple, either one of the couple or both of the couple, they drove by that Dodge Caravan that the criminals had rented to surveil them. And so then Baugh started to file the victims, right? He's there for surveillance. He drove by, he's like, fuck it, let's do it. He starts following the victims. They started monitoring the Natick Police Department dispatch and they heard the dispatcher calling the fact that the victims called in that they were being followed. So I, at this point in the case when I'm researching, I'm going, holy shit, these guys must have been so paranoid that they knew just by look of cars behind them who was following them. Not, and they called the police to tell them they were on the ball. And the criminals apparently were because they heard that they were being reported. So then Zay and Harville, they went back to the Rich Carlton in the Subaru and Baugh, he hightailed it back to Enterprise and returned the Dodge Caravan because that's what the victims saw him in. So the truth of the story was, yeah, they reported the criminal's caravan, meaning the victims reported them. But the New York plates that they reported, they were one letter off. So they weren't actually able to trace that Dodge Caravan back to the, the criminals at eBay doing this surveillance. So then that night they went back and they ate and drank at Boston's Ocean Air restaurant. And I don't know anything about the Ocean Air restaurant other than it must be expensive because they said the receipt, the receipt for this dinner for three people was approximately $750 and it closed out at 10.40 p.m. I've, I've eaten some places and I don't know that I've spent almost $250 dollars on myself for one dinner. That's, that's pretty incredible. I know I have listeners out there probably like, Oh, $250. That's nothing, but that's incredible. That's incredible in my mind. All right. Surveillance day three. So now they had dinner, they drank and they were all like, um, liquored up. And, you know, during the, during the, the liquored up meal, they continued on. They're like, Oh, we got to start spamming these victims again. And Oh yeah. You know, doing all the, all the stuff I imagine they did as criminals. And there was one thing I got to tell you, Harville proposed during this probably drunken meeting, Harville proposed delivering chainsaws and human feces to the victim. And Va and Ba later on, I think probably just tried to one up him and said, how about a dead rat? Oh my God, it would suck. It would so suck to be these victims. So the next day, I imagine they drank a lot and they had a hangover. This is the 17th surveillance day three. Now it's now the evening. I don't know if they just, didn't do things during the day or what, but it's the evening and Baugh asked Stockwell to send an emergency plumber to the victim's home. And then you can see that Stockwell on her phone, investigators were able to see that she then looked up a Boston area emergency drain repair service at 3.08 a.m. Then later on August 17th, Stockwell visited the website. Oh God, I, it's an adult website. I'm not even going to bother saying that you are. It's an adult website. Quote, unquote, New England's finest female and male exotic dancers for any occasion from mild to wild. I wonder if any occasion actually means surveillance. In this case, I think it did because that's who they were looking to send to the victim's house. And I laugh just because this would be one trick that I would play on my friends. And I, that's the only reason why I laugh is my friends would probably get some kind of stripper at their house from Keith Jones if I, if I were to play a prank on my friends. I would definitely not do this to my enemies. 
So according to airline records, Harville also flew back to California on August 17th and Pop flew to Boston. But there were still some people left over in that area. So you had Zay and you had Ba, ba there. So this is still surveillance day three on the 17th. The um, Natick Police Department, they get a call from the victims at 4.30 a.m. because a pizza delivery person shows up and says, hey, um, you owe us $70 for this pizza that you ordered. And the victims looked at it and were like, oh, fuck. No, we didn't order pizza. We just get, we get shit sent to our house like this all the time. I'm so sorry. You're out $70 like everybody else. The reason why I'm mentioning this weaponized pizza is because it's going to play a role later on. So keep this in mind. So now we're going to surveillance day four. This is August 18th of 2019. This is a Sunday. Ba, Zay, and Pop, they all came back to Natick to conduct more surveillance. And now they're in a GMC SUV that Zay rented. Zay's kind of the, the underling of the group here. So I imagine they were like, ah, you rent it. You know, we don't want to deal with that. Or maybe she was the most removed from the group, so it looked the most confidential if she rented it. But anyways, it was under her name, and that's important. Now, Ba, again, started following the victims as they drove around in their RAV4 around Natick. And then Ba goes, oh, shit, and abandons their surveillance because he looked, and the, and the victims were there going, taking pictures of the GMC SUV they were in. So this time, it wasn't just them calling into the police officers and saying, somebody's following us, and here's the license plate that we accidentally got wrong. Now they have pictures of the vehicle that was following them around. That's kind of a big deal. Because in that picture, you have a license plate, and it's easy to have a license plate that's correct in a picture. And this is where, this is where the police start to catch up on them. So some other things that happen on surveillance day four. Later that night, there's another pizza delivery that arrived around 11.30 p.m. Um, the, the telephone number that's used to place that order is also the telephone number that was used to place other orders for other things like the sympathy wreath and the florist and all that other stuff. So all these things are starting to tie together for the investigators where they're going, hey, this is all one person behind this. And now they have enough information that they're going to be able to go back and do an investigation on a car that they have a picture of. And now on surveillance day four, there's a um, Craigslist record. <sighs> Gosh, this is the Craigslist kind of weird situation here. So if you're not familiar with Craigslist, it's, it's like a place where you can post classified ads. Some people will post it for a roommate. Other people will post it for free shit they want to get rid of, or, you know, maybe it's something, they, a guitar they want to sell. Other people use it to, for sexual hookups. So Craigslist is used for a lot of things and it's kind of weaponized in this case as well, because there's a couple times where there are Craigslist postings that point to the victims like this one that I'm going to post on your screen here for you. This one says, Hey, there's a block party in Natick. Let's have some fun. Hi, we are some lo fun locals hosting guests for an open house while the owners are out of town the next week. Smiley face. We're looking for people who want to get to know others in the area and have a good time. Lots of open space for games, but there are private rooms if the nights get crazy and you need somewhere to stay. Hint, hint. Oh, hold on. It gets worse. BYOB is suggested, but we'll have plenty of free stuff for anyone who wants to come have a good time. 
Come knock on the door, ring the doorbell any time of day or night. Black parties will start around 10 p.m., but will go late. Singles, couples, swingers, okay. And then they list the address, the actual address of the victims. And they say, basically, they say college students are welcome too. So young, young people are fine too. Okay, so, so we're still, let's see, surveillance day four. This is the 18th. Three minutes later, after this thing is posted, that Samoan sounding, and I say this Samoan because the bad guys, they pick on the Samoans throughout this case and they made something that tried to sound Samoan. So I'm saying this with air quotes, the quote unquote Samoan sounding account started sending private messages to the victim saying things like, you get my gifts, C word to the woman, which is probably something I don't feel comfortable saying. And he says, or at least in the victim's mind, now these accounts are getting tied to the weird deliveries that they're getting and they're going, hey, we're sort of getting harassed here by one entity or one person maybe. And now there's another Craigslist posting a couple minutes later. This one is everything must go estate sale featuring the victim's address. I'm not going to read it out to you. You can imagine it's sort of the same thing. Short time later, a few hours later, there's another post featuring the victim's address. And this is very sexually oriented. This is male, female couple seeking activity partner, Natick, Massachusetts, mature fifties, married couple seeking singles or other couples open to exploring threesomes, BDSM, Cross-dressing, we are professionals looking to have some fun at home, some free time here and there, and we can travel to you. 420 friendly. Email us your pics, stats for more info. So for the record, I don't have any issues with anything in there. But the eBay people think that would be embarrassing for the victim couple to be posted under their name. That's their line of thinking in this whole crime. So that's why that thing got posted was to harass the victims and in their mind to make it as embarrassing as impossible because they want to, you know, they think cross-dressing would be embarrassing for this. If it were to get out, that's, that's what the eBay people are thinking. Okay. So then the core documents shifted to August 20 of 2019. And I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, is this surveillance day five or six? I think it's six. This is Tuesday, August 20th of 2019. Ba, pop and Zay. They returned to Natick for a fourth surveillance. They abandoned it when they saw a Jeep with tinted windows parked in front of the victim's home. The three feared correctly that the Natick Police Department sent an undercover officer there. So at this point, the Natick Police Department was sitting out, fr out front of their house going, you know, next fucking thing that happens, we're going to be here and we're going to catch them, which is a good thing. Now, to kind of round out this picture for you. The eBay people think the Natick police department are like a small police department that do, they don't have the resources or the ability to catch them. They think that they'll outsmart them is how I read the communications. So you're going to see throughout here that they're going to be trying to throw the Natick police department off their trail. But in my opinion, they were the, they were the white knights, the, the, uh, the Natick police department, because they stayed on this thing. They investigated it and they eventually figured out who these people were. And that's where we're starting to get to in this case is figuring out we're, we're getting to the end of the surveillance where the police are starting to figure out what's going on and starting to put names behind some of these actions. And they're already in front of the victim's home waiting for somebody from this crew to show up or surveil them or something 
because the couple has seen them follow them. So, you know, why not have a police officer there? So that same day, the police department again responded to the victim's house. They learned that people have been arriving there for a yard sale that didn't exist. It's another posting on yardsalesearch.com that says things like, we are moving out of country soon. We're trying to get rid of many of our possessions as possible. If we are not outside, feel free to knock on our door. Maybe we can make a deal if you see something you like. So there are people there probably seeing like boats and cars going and give them lowball offers because that's just kind of how this thing sounds. Also, August 20th, more pornography shows up delivered to a third neighbor delivered in the victim's name. So again, again, I imagine that's meant to be embarrassing for the victims, but fuck, if you're going to send anything, send porn, right? That's probably like the least, least worst thing that they're sending here. Okay. So profiles of the harassing Twitter accounts I have on your screen screen. Now we have this one on the left. This is the one with the skull that I talked to you about a while ago when I first talked about this Twitter account. This is the one that Bob picked out that's supposed to be scary. You know, looking at this profile, I imagine if you're being stalked, it would be scary. Now, given the pig information in this, where we talked about delivering the fetal pig and the pig mask and all that stuff, the other account is on the right-hand side. And that's a very scary looking pig head. It's kind of black and white and the pig looks very menacing. Definitely looks like a serial killer type of a profile. Okay, so as I said, cops are closing in. The eBay employees are going, oh shit, I think the cops are starting to close in. So they want to start getting rid of evidence at this point, and they think they're special ops. So they're going to try to go get rid of evidence on, you know, if if the scale goes to a 10, they're going to try to do a 15 on the getting rid of evidence scale. So they start trying to obstruct the Natick Police Department in their investigation early on, right in August. And, you know, they are seen talking to each other on WhatsApp where they're sharing things like the Natick Police Department surveillance or the, um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the online 911 calls, the public calls. They're sharing that in their WhatsApp, talking to each other and they're saying, hey, this is from Friday. They did not get our license plate. And then they said, no, it doesn't sound like it. Either way, we got rid of that car the same day. And then boss says, we burned another two days later. But again, there was no cause and they can't prove anything. They are seeing ghosts now. So what just happened in that conversation, if you didn't follow it, was they said, hey, they might have seen our car. Boss says, hey, we burned two cars, meaning they took them back to Enterprise rental car. And then boss says, Haha, <laughs> we're following him so much, they're seeing ghosts now. So he's kind of saying, hey, my plan worked. And then, you know, Ba takes that and he forwards it on to somebody like, um, I think it was Stephanie Stockwell. And he says, here's a little glimpse of all your hard work, what your all your hard work has led to, LOL, and stuff like this around the clock. So they know they're terrorizing these people. So remember those dossiers I talked about? Well, knowing that Natick Police Department were investigating the eBay people and also harassment of the victims, Gilbert, the former police captain, says, the more, I, the more I thought about it, I do think we should bring the dossiers to the victims to the PD. Definitely want to make them look crazy. And then Ba agreed, and he says, I agree. And Pop said, copy, RE dossiers. What is the irony? 
that the crazy people inside eBay are providing dossiers to the police and then saying, those victims are crazy. That's some irony right there. So then it's seen over WhatsApp where the eBay people are talking to each other. They said, hey, I just sent that document with the victims included. I had the intelligence center send this to me last week in case we got stopped. Remember, that was their alibi. They would say, hey, we're doing an investigation. They threatened the CEO. They go on to say that way would ha at least have something to show to the police department. And then they went into their corporate real eBay accounts and started faking this to make it look real. So Baugh emailed Gilbert and said, Brian, take a look at this. I think we need more details on them. Stephanie Pop is calling you. Let her know what you think. And then Gilbert acknowledged receiving this false document that they put together. And they said, hey, we're going to speak with Pop. So what they did is they sort of set up their alibi in their corporate email to make it look like they're really investigating this thing with the alibi reason of investigating it, not the actual reason that they're investigating it. So here's a wrinkle in their, their case. This is where shit starts to go sideways for them. The same time that they're dealing with all that that I just brought to you, a detective shows up at the lobby, lobby of Ritz-Carlton on August 21st. He, he or she wants to speak with Zay. Zay was the um, employee, the contractor that rented the rental car. The Natick Police Department, they, con they connected the GMC's license plate to Enterprise to Zay, to the hotel. So you have this group making fun of this Natick Police Department, and it was a Natick Police Department that actually took this anonymous information and tied it to a physical fucking person. It was, uh, that was beautiful in my opinion. I have some of the WhatsApp communication uh, that they were sending when the police officer was there. I'll read you some of it. Um, it's really kind of hard to understand. It says it's sent from unknown. I think it's from Ba. And it says, Natick Detective is in lobby looking for Ronnie. Ronnie is another name for Zay here. Goes on to say, I've taken her away from hotel headed to airport. And that's the reason why I think it's Ba. Goes on to say, Detective called her cell. I answered just now as her husband and played dumb. Again, I think it's Ba doing that. And then the last one was, told him if he had questions, he could talk to me. So what he just did was intercepted a, a call between the detectives to Zay and pretended he was Zay's husband and said, yeah, you can't talk to her. You can talk to me, which would be really incredibly fucking weird, right? Uh, in an investigation, you would go eBay. Why is this woman's husband involved? So they're preparing for the fact that Zay might get interviewed by the Natick Police Department, and they're realizing that would be a bad thing. Zay is not, I would say, like them meaning it doesn't sound like she comes up with all the lies and puts the the plan together. Plus, she's a contractor. She doesn't even work directly for eBay. So I think at this point, they are freaking out. They don't want the investigators to talk to her. So they go and they say, hey, Zay, um, take off anything on your LinkedIn profile that links to eBay just in case the police officers do an online search for you. So she does, according to what I read. And then they said, when they were talking about more connections to Zay, they said, Hey, um, what credit cards were used to pay for the room stays at that nice Ritz Carlton that we were at? And Pop goes, oh, uh, Zay booked Ba's room 
And Ba, probably knowing he was fucked at that point, went, ah, whatever, fuck them. I'll get Zay on a plane and I'll come back and deal with them. And then he instructed Pop to stay in her room and not talk to anybody. So I imagine this is the point where they're all freaking out. They're all freaking out. They're realizing they're going to get viewed by police. They're probably, uh, if I was in their position, I'd be like, oh, God, I'm going to have to tell the executives of eBay. This shit is really starting to hit the fan. They don't want anybody that's not a trained liar talking to the police department, it sounds like. Okay, so so then they, they start going with, like, reasons um, they were in the area. They're trying to come up with like alibis and stuff that they could give for Zay being in the area. So here's one. They said Zay was driving around looking for antiques, randomly looking for antiques all the way across the nation. Must have gotten lost and they picked up her plate by accident. Can they visually identify her? And it was like, really? That's the story you want to go with. And then, um, Boss says, no, no, no. I'm in an Uber going to the airport with Zay right now, trying to get her the fuck out of here. But no, no, they can't identify her. And then he goes on and he says, hey, that detective is quote unquote polite and clueless when I talk to him, meaning I, meaning Ba. And I, meaning when Ba impersonated Zay's husband. I know this. there's a lot of points here that it's hard to keep straight in your mind. But in the end, what he's saying is, those damn small town police, they didn't catch us. That's what I took from that conversation. So Gilbert then replied, good, that's fine. The cops obviously have nothing else to do in Natick. We know, we known the targets have been very impacted by this op, meaning operation. Perfect time for ne next phase. Now this next phase, this is the white knight phase that I explained to you probably three times to this point. So I'm not going to say it again. But now is the time where they're going to say, let's pretend to be their friend through eBay and we'll say, hey, how about we have it stop for you and you'll become our friend. And then Ball replied to this, bring out bad boy, please. These people are wasting our time. It's go time. So again, a lot of more online harassment happens. I'm not going to outline every detail for you. This case would go on forever, but they harass the shit out of their victims. And then there's the white knight call eventually. And then on that day that Gilbert makes the call, he writes to the group. I just made phone contact with the victims. Gilbert, remember, works for eBay. He's that former police captain. He goes on to say, they are totally rattled and immediately referred me to Natick police detective. And then there's a name that I have no idea who it is because they admitted it. Victim one was a bitch. Victim two wanted to talk to me and was receptive. Victim one said, talked to the detective and then hung up the phone. I'm kind of with victim one here. I don't care what label you gave her. I would have hung up the phone too if I was getting harassed that much because that I think it's almost obvious eBay's doing it at this point. So then Gilbert talks to the, to the Natick Police Department and he talks to his criminal group about that call. And he says, the detectives involved are such and such and such and such and their names. Let's just call them Jones and Smith. He says, I... I I spoke to Smith and he gave up everything. Initially, the PD was disregarding the reports as paranoia. But when they gave the accurate license plate number, the detectives tracked it back to Veronica Zay. They also identified the pizza delivery to coming from gift card purchased in Santa Clara. They learned Zay lives in Santa Clara. The rental car was turned to the Ritz Carlton, which led the detectives to the Ritz. 
Checking the hotel, they learned Zay was currently staying there. Keedy also discovered that David Harville was staying at the Ritz. They contact someone at eBay and confirm Zay is with Global Intel Center and Harville is with Global Security Resiliency Unit. Now PD thinks there is a connection. And there you fucking go. That was the local police department putting this whole case together that these special ops wannabe guys at eBay thought they, they were so slick and running, they were caught by this local PD that they were making fun of this whole time. Okay, so I have a WhatsApp snapshot that they talk to each other. And Brian Gilbert says, the detective is looking to close this out, but can't until he answers this eBay connection. I told the detective, I don't know as or Harville, but they might be in other units of global security. I told him that it's possible other units are conducting legitimate investigations. I think the best expl explanation is that Intel was attempting initial investigation into POIs and panic when they got burned. They accidentally ordered pizzas for the surveillance and got sent to the target house. We need to make sure none of the other deliveries can be tracked back to Ronnie, who is also Zay, and Santa Clara. There's a lot to take in there. They want to pretend those pizzas were for them, but were accidentally sent to the victim. That was some shit right there when I read that. I was like, oh my God. But also it's like, they... I read that as they are understanding that the walls are closing in and they are now trying to devise any lie that they can to try to get out of this and make themselves look like what they were doing was legitimate, which wasn't. So then the police department, they want to talk to Gilbert. So they're like, hey, can you come in for an interview? So he sends them an email about this interview and I'll put it on your screen. And it's like, he's saying that he planned to travel to other places instead of Boston. So it's going to delay this interview. And then he's got to work out his plans to come to Natick in Boston. I think it's to, to buy some time here. And specifically he says, I had plans to be in New York city and Toronto, but trying to move those around, let the victims know we are happy to work with you, the police department and get to the bottom of this. I'll update you as soon as my travel changes confirmed. However, the police know because of receipts and stuff that he was actually on a flight to the Boston area at the point he was lying about going to other places. Okay, so while he's buying time, they're trying to deal with their alibis. So there's Pop's response when Gilbert says, make sure none of the other deliveries can be tracked back to Zay and Santa Clara. Pop stated that the intelligence center intended to order the pizza collect on delivery, meaning cash on delivery to the victim. So that way there would be no card involved with it. But then they later on, they were like, ah, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 One of the debit cards we used that was actually purchased at a Safeway in Santa Clara here. And, um, says they, her, her driver's license also comes back to Santa Clara. So that's not good for us. So then, Pop also acknowledged that the intelligence center, they, they purchased a bunch of gift cards at a Safeway in Santa Clara. And there was video evidence that Zay and another analyst went in there and purchased them. So the officers actually had evidence of them physically purchasing them as well. So now the group is also talking more alibis and they want to deal with these deliveries. 
So now they're dealing, they're trying to pass these deliveries off on somebody and they go, let's make these deliveries look like a person of interest in the San Jose or Santa Clara era, uh, area. Most of eBay employees live in San Jose or Santa Clara. So that's just a coincidence. So now I, I'm reading this. They're, they're trying to pin it to somebody in that area because it's just a coincidence that they happen to live there. So now what they're doing is they're looking for just general people in the population in the Bay Area to label as their bad guys in here fictitiously so they don't get caught. So then later on in on WhatsApp, they see that Bob comes up to Stockwell and goes, uh, cops trace the gift card from pizza delivery back to Sa Safeway in Santa Clara. And Bob asked them if Stockwell and Pop had requested the Santa Clara POIs from Stockwell. And he says, she says, yes, I'm still compiling the list. He says, we need to pin this Safeway card on one of them. And she said, copy, I figure as much. So they're really struggling at this point. They realize that, you know, they're trying to get the, some random individual out there that they can pin this on because they realize that the cops are now closing in on them. And now Gilbert walks in with just the, the announcement of the day and he goes, let's say we make a Samoan POI. Again, I don't know why they're picking on Samoans. He says, if we create a Samoan POI in Santa Clara, he becomes our primary suspect. And this might actually help the entire operation because we have those Samoan sounding names on Twitter. I'm so sorry, Samoans. They are, they want to pin stuff on you. Go blame them. So that was one of their ideas for an alibi. And so now they're shifting their, their conversations to the interview prep because the Natick police department want to, they want to interview Brian Gilbert, who was a former police captain. So Brian Gilbert needs to have his lies really straight if he's going to be talking to police officers about this thing that they did. So they're talking about what it is that he's going to say. So now they're putting together their alibis. And so they got to tie up all these loose ends of their trips and what they're doing and why. And one of the things that they want to do is propose a story for Gilbert to give the police department when he is interviewed by them of why Zay and the rest of them and Harville were all out there surveilling this couple. And so this was the story that they wanted to go with. They said they were in Boston for a conference and they said, Hey, we can prove that because I think they actually registered for it, but they didn't actually show up. They said, Hey, we're already registering these Samoan sounding Twitter accounts that were targeting the victims. They said, we haven't, um, we, we were actually doing this investigation on the parody account. And because we think the parody account ties to these victims, that's why they got caught up in it. They said, because the Samoan sounding accounts were threatening them, you know, we know their phone numbers and address. So we cold called them and all that just to do a welfare check about them because we were worried about them because these Samoan accounts are talking very mean about them on the internet. That was another story. And then another thing, Gilbert was like, how about, how about I'm going to push the idea that eBay is a massive company and have no interest in the victims. The idea that we would send shit to their house is ridiculous. And Ba replied, I agree. And out of the whole case, that was the most, that was the most, true statement that this crew had ever made 
which is eBay should have just not cared about the, the this newsletter couple because they're such a big company and it's just, they should have just walked away. So now they're preparing for Gilbert's prep for this interview. This interview is going to be big because the police are probably going to get something from him or Gilbert's going to lie so much that the police are going to know that they're behind it. And either way, they're going to be done at the end. So then, um, they're reminding each other in these chats. They say, Hey, just remember, remember that comms chief said this had to stop. And if eBay takes on any, has to take on some of this risk, which we have, they will do so. And he goes on to say, if I need to bring in an eBay attorney to talk to the cops, I have that in my back pocket. And I thought that for a moment, I'm like, eBay's going to throw you under the bus, fucker. They're not going to, Jimba, they're not going to stand up for you and say what you were doing was right. Once, once you were caught, they were going to say, we had no clue. So at the end of this chat, boss says, the main thing is he doesn't want Zay talking to a detective. If anybody's going to talk to him, he wants Brian Gilbert to do it, which Brian is. That's his interview that they're, pre they're preparing for. Gilbert agrees. He says, yeah, I agree. I hope to resolve it with they were doing a confidential proprietary info investigation. If we give the detectives enough info, they will shut it down. Most important, we have to make sure there are no other connections to the deliveries. So a former police captain is now, in my opinion, saying things where he knows they committed a crime because he's trying to cover it up. Baugh also messaged Stockwell and told her to make sure no one else was using these debit cards that were purchased for this whole operation at this point going forward. And then they said, hey, for Harville's cover, since he's a different group than the rest of us, let's just say we're opening a Boston, we're reopening a Boston office. And since it's confidential, nobody knew about it. That's why he was in the area. And uh, he was registered for a conference too. And then Gilbert kind of plays with the story a little more. And he says, how about this? Zay was there at the conference with Harville when she got instructions to check and see if the victim's address was correct. She was told this confidential address and just asked to validate the address. Zay is not a trained investigator. And that's why all the suspicious movements. Harville was just there for the conference. Ball replied, I think that is perfect. So this, in my mind, is what it is that they're going with with the police, which I thought was a pretty shitty, flimsy story. Like, really? You're sending a contractor to somebody's house to verify it? What was she going to verify when she was there? She saw some people that she... Who were they? Did they, t they, told, they didn't tell her it was the victim, so it just doesn't make sense. So then the debit card comes back up into this picture, and um, there's a supervisor that we didn't name that was involved with this. The supervisor says, copy all, good planning cover. Brian, important to be convincing so they don't start looking to find video of who purchased all the debit gift cards. I don't think they would go that far, but it's a little concerning. If I was a detective, I would ask you for a local police detective context and go get video. Maybe you want to have a friendly in mind. And then Gilbert, the former police officer says, I was thinking the same thing. If they bring it up, I might volunteer to assist with that. Then we can control the local cop and make maybe provide a video from a different Santa Clara Safeway. So later on, the supervisor replied in this WhatsApp chat and said, they were, a, I'm sorry, replied with a two thumbs up. And then Barr jumps in and added, they were in a bit of a disguise when they bought them. Would be a, 
lot of work and extremely hard to prove. Okay, so basically they did. They did went and get that video and looked at it and they figured out that it was Zay in there. And she wore a baseball cap. That was her disguise. According to the paperwork, it was a baseball cap. So it doesn't sound like it was that hard to prove that it was Zay. She was wearing a baseball cap. So they're finishing up their discussion for that day and Baugh asks, and this is the kind of the killer. I had to read this to you. In their WhatsApp chat, he asks, is there any chance in hell we're even going to try to put this GPS tracker on at this point? Gilbert replied, they couldn't be more on guard than right now. If we can calm them down and win them over, maybe. Right now, I would not risk an attempt. And then Baugh replied or back to them, referring to a post that they made and the victims made in the newsletter that night, he said, Ina is such a C word. That 20 year anniversary article about journalism and integrity came out of nowhere. I assume it's for the cops. These people are scum. I think we could still get the tracker on the car, but my concern with the tracker is you guys patch things up and build a rapport with the local cops tomorrow. Then the victims find it next month during an oil change and we lose all credibility with the police department. Yeah, I would agree. That's probably a bad idea. So then the conversation shifts and Gilbert says, if asked tomorrow, who is Zay's supervisor? Just in case they want to verify what I'm saying. So they go back and forth. I'm not going to read this to you. They're like, well, so-and-so's the real supervisor, but Zay works for an outside company. So why don't we just pretend boss her supervisor? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Just have them talk to boss instead of the real supervisor because boss will lie for us. That's what the, conversation boiled down to Woo, and that's it that's it for act number two that was surveillance day it, i had to put surveillance day all in one act because they did a ton of shit all in one day and it wasn't just one day it was more like a surveillance week because they stretched it out as shit fell apart i wanted to give you all that in one act that was the pinnacle of this case so now we have the police department who, who basically caught them wants to talk to them and now the walls are closing in. So that's act number three, which is the interview. So if there's anything you like so far in this episode, please like, subscribe, thumbs up, follow. Please subscribe, share this with friends that you have that might like lighthearted true crime podcasts that have to do with electronic crime. That would, I'd appreciate it so much. Any of those likes and those thumbs up helps me a ton because then when those happen, more views happen and it's sort of a snowball effect. So I really appreciate it when you do that. And with that, I hope you come back tomorrow because we're going to talk about act three, which is the interview. And that's where Brian Gilbert gets interviewed by the police and boy, oh boy, they get caught and it goes all downhill from, the, from there for them. So I look forward to seeing you then. Thanks.